Guys, was that fantastic? Uh, man, I thought the singing's been great today. Thank you uh, to all the singers. Thank you guys so much for, uh, I mean, you got the guitar and the great singing. How are you guys? Uh, what a great day of celebration. Uh, you know, to uh, celebrate the, uh, the victories that our brothers have had and uh, celebrating all their hard work uh, today, that uh, it's made me feel bad about my sermon. I'm like, oh man, I got I to gotta spruce it up. Uh, no, but, but we're going to keep it uh, biblical and light, you know, and joyful. Amen. Um, but guys, it's great to be here with you guys. I uh, want to welcome everybody again. Um, you know, I love seeing the, uh, just how the fellowship comes together to work. And uh, I never knew that like decorations and, you know, would, you know, could take something like to a whole different level. And uh, it's just amazing how uh, our sisters and I saw Avery even putting up the, 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 you know, the, the drapery back here and just brothers and sisters getting together here early in the morning to, to give us a, a, a better worship experience. So, uh, uh, you know, so let's hear it for those brothers and sisters for just giving their hearts uh, to it and, and just celebrating. Uh, I saw the, the ring pops out there, too, and those are really cool. So uh, let me give you guys some um, awesome announcements, and then, uh, and then I'll, I'll go into the sermon this morning. Um, let's put up the, uh, the slide for the Father's Day. Uh, next week is Father's Day, uh, you know, and uh, so that's very exciting. You know, those are always very special services, and, uh, um, you know, and I just have to say before I move on, did you guys know Eileen's here? She's in the back with, the, with April Evelyn. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, so it's so nice to see her. Okay, so we have Father's Day's worship service next Sunday right here um, at 10 a.m. We do. I appreciate uh, Chris Wade. He wants to. Um, did I just say Chris Wade? Chris Wade. I put it all together. Chris Wade. And, um, you know, he's putting a video together. Um, and so please submit your, your, your father's son pictures, not just of you if, if you're a dad, but, you know, even yourself and your dad, you know. Uh, even if he, he's already transitioned to another um, life form type thing, is that, you know, please, um, you know, submit your pictures uh, so we can honor uh, your dad. Um, as well, that day, uh, um, we're going to have the uh, Spanish ministry is going to be with us. Um, and so uh, please be praying for them because uh, they're remodeling the, well, they're remodeling the band room. And uh, they're going to move everything in the band room. They're going to put it in the Spanish worship room. And they don't expect to be done till uh, August 26th. So that's the whole summer. So uh, today they're having um, a worship service at uh, House Church. So we got to work that all out and see, you know, we may, have, we may do a park service. We do it and they're here. You know, we're just going to have to coordinate and get uh, uh, creative about it. Okay. Um, but as well, I want to thank uh, Matthew Gomez today. He brought his camera. And uh, so that he, after service, he can go ahead and take some pictures of father and uh, son. He'll be right outside uh, at the end. Um, so make sure that you guys uh, are able to get some pictures that way. All right. Um, next one, we have our teen camp already. You know, these are one of the uh, exciting things that happen around the summertime. You know, we do teen camp and preteen camp. And so we have uh, this year, April's going. I believe uh, Kat, um, uh, Katie's going as well. And uh, Christine Hammond's going. Uh, so please keep them in your prayers. It's, um, when is it? There you go. Uh, it's June 25th, okay? And so uh, registration's already, you know, 
uh, pass and stuff. So, uh, but but uh, be praying for that, um, for that, for uh, the Spirit to move in our in our children's hearts. Um, all right, the next next event coming up is our preteen, right? Our youth family. This is the fifth grade to twelfth grade, and um, we have um, that's coming up. It's called MythBusters, and um, that is in July. And so registration is still open. Um, you can talk to the Glens to get more information on that. And um, you know, we've uh, th- thanks to you guys for some of the fundraisers that we've done over the past year. We've, we're, we are able to help out some families. Uh, with some money and, and you know, in, in helping them out with the cost, because it gets a little pricey, doesn't it? And then you do times two kids, you know, that's you're, you're looking at about a thousand dollars, you know, with everything in it. Okay, but with that too, uh, the next slide is uh, is about the Chick Fil A fundraiser, and uh, next Saturday uh, we're doing a uh, thanks to the to the Glens coordinating this. There is a preteen youth camp fundraiser. It's Saturday. It's all day. And uh, there are flyers in the lobby area, so you can bring those flyers, and then we accredited, and then Chick-fil-A will, you know, um, give the turn in a check to us. So uh, it's the Chick-fil-A in uh, in in Lo- at the Long Beach Town Center next to the In-N-Out Burger. Not that I know all the fast burger joints, but <laughs> you know, uh, but it's right there. Okay, uh, there's that one, and then um, just uh, there's no more slides, but just I want you as leaders meetings. We were going to do an outreach team meeting today, but um, Mike Lynn had to uh, go to work today, so we're going to go ahead and po- uh, postpone that. And then, uh, but uh, next uh, on June the 24th, in two weeks, we will be doing an outreach meeting, which is the mission managers and the organizers. Uh, those are the individuals that are in charge of our Sunday services. And then July the 1st, we are going to be doing a shepherding meeting, and that's our administrators and trainers with that. Um, we did uh, last week. I want to give you guys a brief update on the building thing that we went to go look at last week. Um, I thank you, thank everybody who came out to give your input. I think everybody's input was really important because um, it helps us to make better choices. And uh, right now, we uh, one of the major things is like before we go on and start, you know, spending all this money. Why don't we do some case scenarios with uh, not only money but timeline as to what uh, uh, what are our options? So that's one of the things that we're working on. Um, and then as well, uh, there were some concerns about that place, about some of the safety around the neighborhood, particularly where it's at. And so uh, we never want to compromise safety, right? Um, so for that, that part, that's on, so that's on hold, okay? So we're gonna, next step is let's go ahead and come up with these scenarios with how much in timeline, and then uh, so we can continue making progress. I wish this whole process was a whole lot faster, but thank God we're making progress, amen? And so with that, let's go ahead and say a prayer for that, and then we'll get into our sermon uh, for today. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, God, so much for uh, this uh, beautiful morning, God, where we get to honor our brothers and sisters, God, for all the hard work that they've put in. Father, thank you that um, their work, Father, brings you honor and glory this morning. Uh, Father, thank you for everyone, God, being here, the love that they have for you, Father, for the faith that they have in you, Father, in your word. And Father, we're all in this together. And uh, Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy to call us your family. God, we're unworthy. And uh, Father, we just want to, out of gratitude, Father, just do our best, God, uh, to listen to you, to Father, to uh, lift you up, God, and to be a light to this world, God, and to one another. Uh, Father, I pray that, um, that right now you would please be with me, God, as I uh, speak your words. Father, you preach your word. That Father, help us to uh, just open up our hearts to it and help us to really listen to your spirit as to uh, what it is that it's trying to communicate to us individually. I thank you, God, so much. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, let's, uh, let me take these next 25 minutes to encourage us. 
And uh, one of the things that uh, you're, you're asked to do is like when you prepare a sermon or prepare a speech, uh, share why, why, why is this speech so important to you? Why is this topic so important to you? And, uh, you know, I've been over the last month, I've been a, in a part of a, a series of different conversations. And, um, and even at the marriage retreat, it was so awesome to, to uh, the, the skills that uh, we were being taught. And, um, you know, the, um, um, I, I'm coming to, to, to see just the, the, the incredible or, or the uh, significant that uh, it is to be a great listener. Uh, because when we don't, we're not in that right mind frame or we don't have that right, you know, uh, attitude, uh, I, I see how things can really just break down. And, um, um, you know, sometimes we think, we, we know we can hear things, right? We can hear, thank God. Okay, but it's a whole different, it's a, your learning is, is a skill that has to be taught and, and, and developed and and that you could, you know, as you, you are now, uh, as you develop that prayerfully, it becomes more of a habit that's just an automatic thing that you do. But it's not an automatic thing, right? You know, to really, to, for someone to, to um, for, them, for you to feel that that person really understood, you know, what you were trying to say, not only in events-wise, but what is the experience that they, that, um, that you that that you understand the experience that they, that they're receiving, and um, and be able to empathize, and uh, be able to have a response not uh, just because you've you've listened well, and uh, isn't that true? Like once you come to really understand, isn't your response a little more different than when you're so quick to react and respond to things? Um, but you know, there's a um, so for me, I think as as a uh, it's just as our, our culture in our church. Um, I really want us to have a, just a, to continue to grow, not that we don't have it, but just to continue to grow and having a, a, a culture of being great listeners. And, um, and so I want us to look over to Matthew chapter 18. Now, if you've been around the church, you're probably shuddering a little bit. You know, you know, it's like you say, oh, Galatians chapter 519. You know, you know, there you go there. And then you say Matthew chapter 18. You're like, oh, yeah, I know where that's going. If you've been around, I think, you know, right, my is uh, laughing up here. You know, and I think I, I want us to look at the, the scripture in Matthew chapter 18 and um, in verse 15 through 20. I want us to look at this differently. Uh, because I think in the past we've used this scripture as it's, oh, yeah, you know what? We're, somebody's got a really bad attitude and we're going to fix it. And we're just going to escalate. One te- step one, step two, step three, pow, 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 right? And it was something that was just like, oh, you don't, you know, you know, it's like, oh, you're in trouble. Right? And, and, and when, you, yeah, when you step back and you really look at it, we've used this scripture in a very negative way, and that it really is supposed to be a culture that we have within the church. Because you look at Matthew chapter 18, and let's read together, verse 15. Now, before I read it, I want you to, you know, you always have to look at things in context, right? What is, it, what is the scripture saying before, and what is it saying afterwards? And uh, I'm just going to go through it, but just listen. You know, it's, uh, the, the, like when it starts in chapter 18... It's talking about who's the greatest in the kingdom and how childlike hearts we should have to be a part of God's kingdom. 
Then, then it goes on to the next parable. In verse, in verse 10, don't, don't look there, just listen. It goes into the parable of the lost sheep. And how we should love so much that, you know what, that we would go after the lost sheep. And then so then he gets into the verse 15 where the title is, What Happens When a Brother Sins Against You? And then, and then the, the, uh, the next parable to that, it's talking about how many times should I be, uh, so how many times should we forgive? Okay, so, so, you, so this, this scripture is wrapped in, in humility, love, and forgiveness. Okay, and so when we look at it, in verse, so that's the attitude that this is coming in with. And in verse 15 it says, if your brother sins against you. Now let's think about that one. Now, gee, I wonder how many times that would happen. Now this is an amazing thing about our church. Because some, some places, it's, I remember going to different churches and I would go in and it'd be a big show, like an awesome show. And then I was there for the first time, and then, you know, everybody just scattered out. There was no relationships. I remember uh, going, I wasn't a, a, a Christian yet. I, was, I just had started studying Bible, and I was like, oh, I always want to start going to church. And I was in San Diego, I came up to L.A., and I was visiting. I said, well, let me go to this church across the street from my house. So I'm going there, I'm there, and they have a potluck afterwards. And inside I'm thinking, gee, I wonder if I can go to the potluck. Gee, I wonder if, you know, if I'm invited to the potluck. Nobody invited me to the potluck. So I just left. You know, and it's so easy to just to, to find where, you know, it's so easy to just come to church and walk out. You know, I'm so grateful that in our church we work together. That we're so close you know, that, you know, in groups and working together and we have discipling and partnerships, that what happens is sometimes we sin against one another. You know, and so, you know, this is this passage that's, that's mainly talking more about a, the culture. Because this happens if we're honest, if we're honest. Now that word sin, it's a big word, right? But you know what? It means when somebody offends you. Do, do, have you ever been offended in this church? Yeah. Have, have you ever worked with somebody that word sin means when you miss the mark, when you're off the path? Has anybody ever in your relationship have gone a little bit off the path in the way that they deal with things? Yeah, so you, so you kind of start thinking, you know, this happens more frequently than we admit. And we need to admit it, and we need to accept this as not something horrible. But you know what? God is trying to teach us how to deal with things. And so I'm going to read this verse 15 through 20. It says, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. Just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But But if he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, Tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or tax collector. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two, or if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be given, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven, For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. 
There's a lot of meat in here. There's a lot of great spirituality. All right, how many of you know how to count? All right, all right, here we go. I want you to tell me how many times the word listen appears in verse 15 through 17. In two verses, how many times does the word listen appear? Where are my A students? Okay, Don, Don. It's so funny. She is an A student. Okay, go ahead, Don. How many times? I thought you guys knew. Four? Okay, anybody else got more than four? Even where it says not listen, it's still the word listen. Okay, so how many times? I count. Oh, yeah, there's four. My bad. I thought I was counting five. My bad. <laughs> hey. I just barely made it. I graduated. I got my degree, but there was no honors. There was no nothing. My bad. It was the listen word was hyphenated. I was counted as twice. So I'm thinking, you guys are all off. No, I'm off. All right. All right. It appears four times in two verses. What do you think the message is that God is trying to tell us here? To listen. You know, become, learn how to become a great listener in this. Now, listening is a skill. Let me, let me uh, read a couple of quotes, and then I'll tell you kind of like my, my history of my listening development, and let's see what we can learn from one another. Okay, uh, and my wife is chuckling already. Okay, so he's laughing because, and my, and my sister. Thank you, family. All right, it says there, um, okay, saying about listening, quotes, it is hard to listen when you're talking or when you are thinking of a response. You know, the second one is, it says, uh, I can assure you that if you develop a habit and skill to listen better to others, they will like you better and listen to, uh, to you more. You know, and so listening is very, listening is a skill. And over the years, I've had to learn how to, you know, develop that listening skill. I remember... Um, um, and, and that word listening can be translated as, as understanding. If you, kind of, if you do a, a little Bible study, you'll see the different uh, other verses where it replaces the word listen in Greek to understand. Like, oh, they didn't understand the voice of God. They didn't listen. They didn't understand it. Okay, but just I remember a time when uh, we had moved into this ministry, and uh, we were probably about two years into our marriage, and I remember having a... Uh, a, a couple's detail was like John Reed was discipling that we had gone to lunch, and uh, and so Don is like says okay so tell us what you know Don what's going on, and Don's going off and sharing like the deep stuff you know the the, the way that I'm you know what I've been doing has been affecting her right and John asks me for the very first time like anybody's ever asked me okay Edgar. What do you hear her saying? Oh, wait, I was supposed to be paying attention? <laughs> I mean, nobody ever asked me that. Like, wait, what? I mean, I already had my, my things to do. My, you know, the things, my response. I was there like, okay, it's her time to share, and I'm just going to wait for my time to share. Because, you know, there's always two sides to every story. And, you know, and, and then I remember John just saying to me, he said, okay, okay, you ready to listen now? He's like, yeah, okay, Don, you know, can you repeat? You know, and I was just, 
I, we were at lunch, but I was out to lunch. <laughs> and I just was not, you know, and I had to begin to learn to really listening. And then he said, okay, what did you hear? And then, you know, I, I, I'd been ahead, you know, when repeated what she had said so I can connect with it. You know, it's so funny. Sometimes when I know it's like, hey, you know, I really got to listen. Now I, like, take a piece of paper. Okay, Don, I'm ready, girl. <laughs> you know, because I have to process. I just need that much help. You know, and then um, so I started developing just, okay, repeat, right? And then uh, somewhere down the line, I, somebody it, it was teaching me or I heard, it was like, hey, you know, really having a connection time with your spouse. And you can, I said, I'm going to use spouse. You can use your best friend. You can use roommates and stuff, your, your, your close relationships. And, um, and it was like, and somebody said, it's like, uh, the, the, the comment was, it was a book or someone, it's like, you know, just spend 30 minutes a day listening to your spouse. Not, not, you know, like when you share, you give them the answer. You know what I mean? To, you know, a solution to the problem that they're sharing. You know, no, not that. It's just like, no, just Listen. And I remember I said, okay, man, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to need a nice cup, a big cup of water next to me. Because every time I want to say something, I just need to take a drink. <laughs> and I'm realizing I need a gallon full of water next to me. Because, you know, I had to, like, train of not just, you know, listening, but then I had to learn how to interview my wife as she was sharing. You know, it's like, oh, and then what happened? Tell me more. Really? And then, uh, wow, and do you think that's going to ever change? Or what do you think? And how did the other people respond to that? You're just asking questions. You're asking a question and (laughs) let me drink that water. (laughs) You know, and it got you... It got me into learning on, you know, being a better listener. Now, I know I'm going to ask this, right? And I'm going to see a lot of people. Okay, now, sisters, wives, would you like to be interviewed when you have something, you know, on your heart to share? Wouldn't you, isn't that what you want? Just like questions, you know, bringing it out. You're not, they don't, you know, that, okay. But I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm, over the years, I'm learning this is a skill set, you know. And, and then the next step was about empathy. And as you listen, and it's like, can I, can I relate? I remember at one of our marriage retreats about five years ago, we did this, this exercise with, with Dr. Kanzen when she was talking about, okay, you share a time, have your spouse share a time when they felt, you know, certain things. And, um, and I just wasn't getting it. I, didn't, I wasn't connecting on an empathy level. And Don was sharing about so, you know, something really hurtful. Now, it wasn't for me, but it was just, thank God it wasn't for me. Thank, okay. But just something from uh, you know, high school days with, with, with the family members and stuff. But, you know, but I, couldn't, I couldn't really empathize. And, and the goal was, okay, think of a story where you felt that way. You know, and so it's like, okay, so I'm kind of thinking, and I'm thinking, and I'm like, I'm not, it's not coming to me. You know, but you think some more, and it's like, you know what, oh, yeah. I remember this one time, it was at work, and we had all these, you know, the whole system was down, and I had, you know, 60 people looking at me like, okay, dude, we're like waiting for you. And, you know, and this is my senior tech guy, and all of a sudden he says, I got to go. It's like, what do you mean you got to go? 
No, 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 you can't leave. Like, you know, you know we got, we're holding things up. The balls are cold. I got to go. He got stressed out. He had to go. You know, and he left, and, and I was just left abandoned. And I was so angry. You know, he didn't last too much longer working together like that, okay? Okay, but it's like, it's like, oh, is that how you felt? Yeah, that's how I felt. Like, you know, and you start to learn to empathize. And you start connecting at a whole different level. And then this past marriage retreat, we were taught the imago listening therapy that they do, where you go, hey, um, can I talk to you? I want to set an appointment, right? Hey, can I talk to you about something? And they, we were taught this, like, you know what, you honor that appointment within 24 hours. If you're not ready to talk about it, but you don't, but you have to do it within 24 hours. And that appointment doesn't even have to be to talk about negative stuff. But it helps the person, you know, get in the right mind frame. Because the imago therapy is like they've done studies, not just studies, but it's, it's attached to uh, cognitive theory and brain and, and how it all works and stuff. And so it's a method. And you can look it up, imago, I-M-A-G-O. Um, like that, you know, and then, and then it's kind of like, okay, you know, what did you want to talk about? And you can do something that's positive. You know, I felt something like, you know, I'm really encouraged by you, okay? And then you repeat it, right? Oh, you want to talk to me about something that's encouraged you. Is that right? And you go, yes. Okay, and then you go back and you say, okay, tell me more. You know, I was really encouraged by you this other day. When you did certain things, oh, when, when, you, when you, whatever it was, it's like, oh, okay, so you were really encouraged when I did this thing. It's like, yeah, okay, tell me more. And what you're doing is you're, you know, one, you, you're recognizing, you're making a connection. Now, you start positive because that's easy, okay, but imagine when you're doing things when it's negative. It really bothers me when you do this. Okay, what I'm hearing you is that it really bothers you when I do this. What, what, like, you, you, it's so that you're connecting with, with what you know, this is gonna, the conversation's about. And so then you say, tell me more, right? You listen, you repeat, tell me more until you go through the whole process. But it's a skill that has to be developed because when you start doing st- all these things, it's kind of weird. You know, it's just, what is that, Alexis? And it could, it's an, it's annoying, you know. You know, it can't be annoying, you know. I think that's why it's sandwiched with be childlike, be humble, be forgiving. You know, and it's something that has to be developed. You know, and, um, and to be able to make that connection. And so when we look at it, you know, we have to be able to, um, to do that, Okay. To me, what is the goal that God is trying to get us to in all this? You know, in listening, probably, you know, you're listening, you're making progress. He's trying to get us down to verse 19. That when we win our brother over, okay, he wants us to put verse 19. Again, I tell you that if two of you agree uh, on earth, right? That means that, okay, you, you guys were in conflict, you was, were divided, but now that you are agreeing, with one another. That Greek word means like a symphony. 
that now that you are symphonic in your communication and understanding, he said, I honor this, God says. I honor this process. And when there's been understanding, I honor it. And when you guys are now in this type of symphony, think about what it is that you guys want now. Think about it. Is it unity? Is it health? What, what, what is it that you guys are going to agree upon moving forward? And he honors you that the Spirit, Jesus, will take that prayer up to the Father. So special. He's going to take those prayers to the Father. And not only that, then he's going to bring back the response. And it's something very personal that God really honors. And that's the goal of getting there, you know. But, but can you imagine if you're not a great listener or you're not in the mindset of, you know, of listening, you know, then you just start, let me just be quiet. You know, let, let me just stuff it. Let me just harbor bitterness within my heart. And then what happens when they do it again? And then again because we didn't deal with it okay in a marriage that ends up really tragic okay and so we got to have the right mindset you know um look on over to james chapter three i hope this is helping Uh, i hope that this is encouraging i hope this this is guiding us james chapter three verse 18 All right, you guys there? All right, great passage. It says, peacemakers who sow in in peace raise a harvest of righteousness, right? All right, thank you. Um, Now, we would love this passage to read contrary. What we want it to read is, peacemakers who sow in righteousness raise a harvest of peace. That's what we want it to say. Because they're wrong. They're totally wrong. They're, you know, they sinned. Right? That's what we want. But that's not what it says. It says peacemakers who sow in peace, inner peace, that you're at peace, that you've talked to God about it, that you're not mad at the brother or sister, you're concerned. You're concerned for their spiritual or emotional or mental health. You know, and the sign of Christianity is not our perfection. The sign of true Christianity is forgiveness. That's how we will be known, by our forgiveness. Isn't that the number one quality? There's grace, right? Mercy, right? It's forgiveness. You know, and and when we're not seeking that out, you know, we're not in the right spiritual mind frame or in our hearts to really go after this. You know, look on over to Galatians chapter 4. Now, sometimes... What happens, I, I know when I'm, I'm, I'm like that, you know, when uh, I kind of go through this journey when if somebody I, if sins against me, is I, first, my first thing is righteousness, that is so wrong. You know, then you go through like, 
you start giving him the benefit of the doubt. Gee, what if, what if this? You know, and then as you start thinking more through that, you're thinking, wow, what state of mind or spirituality would they need to be in to do these things? And now you're just having concern and compassion for them. You know, and now you're like, you know what? I'm ready to have this conversation because we need to speak the truth, but there needs to be grace. And Jesus was full of truth and grace, so he didn't need to balance it. But we're not full of truth and not full of grace that we need to balance it. Because we just want to be full of truth or we want to be cowardly and we want to be full of grace but it's together and so Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6 it says there it says uh, let your conversations be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone you know and um, and you know and, I, and it's really interesting when uh, um that how that's, that salt seasoning is that grace and how you talk in grace. You know, um, I want us to just grow in, in our church and our communication with one another. Can we grow and become better listeners? Yeah. Amen? We can grow. Let's be praying about that. Let's give, uh, you know, what I call people, what I, what I say, and I know we're not going to have time to read it, but Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 5, I, I call it, Give them the spiritual valet experience. Experience. You guys like valet service? I love valet service. That's one of the reasons why I love, like when we, like when we go to Vegas, they don't do this anymore, but I don't, a lot of people didn't know that you can just go up to the valet and it's free. And I was like, you feel like a big shot. You feel special. You feel honored. The valet experience. But you know what? We need to give our brothers and sisters a valet experience. What do I mean by that? Really reflect on your life. And can you start off with an apology? And if you can't start off with an apology, can you start off with validating what they're trying to communicate? Think when you do. But it takes spirituality. It takes drawing close to God, expressing all your stuff to him to be able to get to that place. Because isn't it true, you can't be talking to God about your brother who's in sin when you know you've been in sin? Or, you know, you've been in a similar situation, right? It keeps you humble, and it helps you get there. So let's give our brothers and sisters, you know, a spiritual valet experience through an apology or validating their, 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 uh, their frustration and stuff. Okay, one of the great things we're going to do now is that we have some amazing brothers that had to be great listeners. Okay, you can't graduate if you're not listening to the teacher. You know, you can't graduate if you're not paying attention to the instructions of when it's due and all the details, okay? And so at this time, I want you guys to take out your awesome, amazing, look at these nice programs. And we're going to bring up our uh, Annette and a team of sisters who spearheaded this effort. And I uh, just want to 